Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBT, LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids' rights to not have to undergo conversion therapy. It's a good try. Rough goal of it there. Boy, he started off defiant and energetic and, and, and ended up uh, visibly, audibly discouraged, we humiliated. That, we hear that one more time. He really gets ramped up for that first shot at it because he's going to get it right the first time, damn it. And I will then- never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBT, LGBTQ2+. Some woman in the background has to prompt him, LGBT. That's the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. We didn't mention that. It's funny to hear a world leader go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, by the way, we looked that up. So the LG, I think you all know what the L, the G, the B, the T are in the Q. But the two plus we had to look up. That's an indigenous peoples thing. The two spirits, I guess it's the way the, we call them, we used to call them Indians in America, first peoples in Canada. Uh, a view of uh, people who have two different orientations. Like no, male, orientation. and male, male and female? And female. Yeah, but two plus is an indigenous people thing, I guess. Okay. All right. Um, well, so now you, get, now you got numbers and plus signs. It's like you, your password must include a yeah. special character and yeah. a number. So while we're on the topic of being politically correct, the WWE, which uh, I don't watch that often, but I guess Alex is a big fan. WWE pokes fun at the woke left with a new wrestler that they've got. (laughs) They debuted their new up-and-coming pro wrestler who preached unity and declared he didn't need to use his male privilege to win. But then was pinned in less than five minutes. (laughs) That's beautiful. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. The network introduced Joe Gacy. Uh, is his name? Kind of a name. Don't appreciate the Joe thing. And Gacy. Is that... Uh... Win, lose, or draw, Joe Gacy will bring his safe space to WWE. It's <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's a little on the nose. It's like uh, all the names in Harry Potter. Or like hints as to the uh, the character's character. Uh-huh. Um, they're plays on words. So, well, okay. The WWE is full of conflict, he said, from the smallest microaggression to the most heinous grudges. <laughs> this is a place where we settle our differences. Uh, I come to you tonight with a mindset of conflict resolution where I don't need to use my male privilege to get what I want. And I'm, I'm sure the crowd was booing. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. And he gets pinned in five minutes. <laughs> oh, it says here his woke ideology was met with boos from the audience at the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando. <laughs> I'm shocked that the wrestling crowd is not down with the whole woke thing. Unbelievable. I understand, just like you, that life isn't fair. I believe that we can achieve unity and tolerance for us all, and I can be the man that will show you we can achieve peace in this safe space. And it starts tonight, and I'm sure the crowd is just... <laughs> so, It's so beautiful. I mean, it, it's back to the early days of wrestling, where everybody's a cartoon character. Well, it still is, I guess, but... <laughs> That's this, beautiful. This is a safe space to settle our conflicts. That is hilarious. And then they beat him over the head with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, we wanted to bring this to you yesterday because we got to it late in the show yesterday. Bill Gates, Bill Gates, he was the world's richest man for a long time. Microsoft. I remember, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
He uh, got a divorce recently, and the, the rumors are that his wife cut ties with him as soon as she found out that he'd been palling around with Jeffrey Epstein so much. The pervo scumbag hung himself Jeffrey Epstein, or, or Hillary hung him, I don't know which. Please, grow up. Anyway, he was asked in an interview on uh, PBS NewsHour about uh, hanging around Jeffrey Epstein, and he had this to say. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead, so, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, All right. Well, more than one person weighed in via the email and pointed out, wait a minute, guys, I think you're interpreting this incorrectly. Uh, sounds like a pretty good lesson and answer to me. Evil people who do evil things meet early evil deaths, probably at Hillary's hands. Doesn't get any more succinct than that. <laughs> probably at Hillary's hands. Well, he's dead. Hashtag yeah. Clinton body count. Exactly. Have you learned any lessons from the? So yeah. Well, he's dead. Well, he's dead. I think we ought to. I think we ought to get the homicide out of the White House. That's what I think. Oh, Lord, jeez. <laughs> Oh, a loving tribute to Norm MacDonald there. And actually, I had misunderstood the context of that interview. Then he started talking about the the great work that the charity has done and his foundation and all. He says that he was hanging around Epstein because Epstein told him he's connected to lots of moneyed people. Makes sense. Super rich people who would be into supporting the Gates Foundation. Okay, could be. So that's his story, although Gates is also well known as a tomcat. A high-tech tomcat. Not a sexy man. I'm not Wooing sure. Wooing the babes. Not sure how he pulls that off. I don't know. He's not a bad-looking guy. He's classy. He's just, Take he's, you out to a nice dinner in Paris. He screams dorky. He's got the posture. Just, uh, just, uh, just, uh. Dork is hot. Dork is in. Well, billionaire's always in. That will be in no matter what. Yeah, buddy. You ever spent any time in Las Vegas? Why is she with him? Duh. Come on. He's dead. <laughs> well, so, he's dead. So what are you going to do? So don't don't threaten Bill Clinton. Uh, we need to get back to the immigration at some point. Black law. I'm looking up at CNN. Black lawmakers call out Biden administration on treatment of Haitian immigrants. Biden's got a problem. He has got uh, Washington Post today has an article about uh, problems of his own making. And it's Afghanistan. It's the border. Um, it's the uh, claiming people are going to get boosters and then they don't get approved. I mean, the, the, these things that are completely self-started problems. You know, problems come your way uh, when you're a president. It can bring you down. But he created these, which is really interesting. I find myself wondering, what are Joe Biden's talents exactly? He's an enjoyable rock on tour. He's a good conversationalist. Oh. Other than that, do we have the Biden, Do we have the Biden clip about Haiti? We haven't played that. Um, that was making the rounds yesterday. Him He's a pretty back, effective chain fighter, too, now that I think about it. <laughs> back in the 90s, Joe Biden was on, it looked like a Charlie Rose show. Do you want to hear this now, where he was talking about Haiti and the Haitians? Yeah, why not? Haiti, a god-awful thing to say, if Haiti just quietly sunk into the Caribbean or rose up 300 feet, it wouldn't matter a whole but, lot. It's an asshole country is what he's trying to say. Just use prettier words. Haiti doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that's helping him from the left of his party who feels like he's uh, being mean to Haitians right now. Well, and that was back when he was coherent. Yeah. So extra damage. When he was only like 50. If you really enjoyed the 
uh, woke pro wrestler story and got a giggle out of that. Number one, you might uh, like Red Balloon, which is a new job posting site. Tell you about that in a little bit. Plus the uh, the random gender studies thesis generator. Love it. I like this. This is fun. Everybody can play along too. Well, I guess. Well, kind of. You, you can. Yeah. Maybe you can't. Come to think of it, nobody can play along. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized you have to have the thing in front of you, really, to play along. You're going to do that next? Well, I don't know. We have to wait for it? Well, we can. I don't care. Just give me one. Can you give me one? All right. The first letter of your first name is J, J obviously. Uh, first letter of your last name, A. Birth month, February. We share a couple of those things. Um, uh, your date of birth, you're the 21st, right? Correct. Okay. And the color of your shirt. What is that kind of peach? Pink. Pink. Okay. All right. So here's, uh, given those things, here's your uh, gender study thesis. Imagining queerness critiquing the subversive state. There you go. There's your gender studies thesis. Let's do Michael. Let's see. You're an M, uh, B. What's your birth month? April. April. Uh, your date of birth? Uh, 12. 12th, and uh, let's uh, it's kind of a reddish shirt, I guess. Yeah, maroon. Uh, the maroon's not on here. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. So, your uh, gender studies thesis is building the family, creating a what'd you say your birth date was? April 12th, creating a feminist sensuality. <laughs> there you go. As uh, as Lindsay Bogosian and Pluckrose taught us, you can just randomly generate buzzwords, and they sound like quote-unquote legitimate papers. Right, and as we know from them, you would get them published. So among things we got coming up, more of that, and George Will, who we've been talking about because he's got a new book out, he did an interview uh, talking about the modern male running counter to the way that a lot of people look at it and see if you agree with them or not. We'll get to that also. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. luxury toy car maker the little car company this week unveiled a child-sized aston martin that will sell for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. the name is bond unhealthy parental bond (laughs) (laughs) that's a good joke right there it's pretty fine seth myers who did a great tribute to norm mcdonald last week on a segment of his show talking about and it's clear once uh, once he pointed it out seth myers jokes are written exactly the way norm mcdonald did jokes and uh, as Seth said, he has to work every day to try to not sound too much like Norm MacDonald. Wow. And Norm MacDonald's uh, kid was a Seth Meyers fan and actually went to his dad, Norm MacDonald, said, you know, you do jokes just like Seth Meyers. <laughs> and he said, oh, my God, my son doesn't understand how time works. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you, you listen to him, it's exactly the same setup. Um so we're going to probably have George Will on soon, columnist from the Washington Post, writer, thinker, uh, one of the great conservative thinkers of the last 
half century. In fact, he's got a book out about his columns over the last half century in the Washington Post. But he's, you know, I've got to point this out because a lot of our listeners think this immediately when they hear his name. He's a big time anti-Trumper. Oh, absolutely. He left yeah. the Republican Party over Trump. He is no mm-hmm. longer a Republican. Yep. Um, you can uh, argue anything you want about whether or not that's okay or not. But you can't. You can't win an argument with me that he's not a conservative. Uh, that'd be impossible. Oh, no, no. Um, he's definitely that. Um, anyway, he's got this book out, and he's making the rounds, and he was doing an interview with uh, somebody I don't know named Matt Lewis, and this guy tweeted out yesterday, George Will says, today's adult men should grow up and quit wearing denim. <laughs> it's the way I feel about shorts. <laughs> grown men shouldn't wear shorts. He says grown men shouldn't wear denim. Uh, Matt Lewis says, I pushed back on that and then evoked this epic response. Here it is. A lot of our dads and granddads uh we're sort of in the Mad Men era. We're like, I'm the I'm the dad, and I'm going to have the three martini lunch. They were sort of suppressing things sometimes, and I think that led to maybe they weren't connected to their kids as much. What do you think of of that other extreme? I'm in favor of suppressing things. I think what the result of suppression things, many things, is called civilization. We suppress our appetites. We control our passions. And uh, you can call that with Freud repression. I call it civilization. I thought that was freaking awesome. Wow. Wow. I thought that was freaking awesome. How could you, how could we, how do we end up in a situation where people look back at like those 50s TV shows where the dad, um, you know, the perception and everything was he's, he's, he's in charge. He's got it together. He's doing what you do to raise a family. And but that's bad, and you need to be way more in touch with your feelings and uh, all these different things, and friends to your kids, and all the stuff that the modern world is wanting. Yeah, I think every era has probably its excesses and its uh, insufficiencies. I'm not sure I agree entirely with Will. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I I do partly. It just it depends. It's as so many things in human uh, kind are. It's a question of degree. I mean, you know, if you're is a reservedness, is that just a you're the strong, silent type, or is there something wrong with you? I mean, are you just not communicating with people? Just depends well, I, on degree. I, for one, think we've gone way overboard the other direction. Um, of of societies that have been successful in the world, which do you think uh, more of the dads were like the '50s dad or today's dad? I think it's without a doubt the '50s dad, the successful. Stay afloat civilizations. Mm, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about wearing so. denim as a grown-up? I think it's perfectly fine. And right. shorts. No. Well, how if about it's hot, G- wear freaking shorts. How, if you don't, you're a crazy person. If you're a child. Um, uh, <laughs> how about denim shorts? <laughs> I draw the line there. <laughs> at least at my present age. I'd, uh, I'm cool, but I don't want to look like a cool idiot. I feel like we should mention this. This is astounding and not getting near enough attention. The U.S. saw a record increase in murders in 2020. It's probably not shocking to you because we've talked about it a little bit. The amount is shocking. The U.S. last year, and we're talking about 2020, and as far as I can tell, we're on track to even you know do better than that for 2021. Better. The U.S. last year endured the highest increase in murders since the FBI started tracking this in 1960. 
First, they gave the raw numbers, and I thought, okay, well, raw numbers. We got you know much bigger population than we had in 1960. No, as a percentage. So in 2020, there were about 5,000 more homicides across the country than a year earlier. That's a 30% increase in murders in year a to single year. year. The previous record was 12% in 1968, a year famously when the United States was coming apart. 12%. Over double that for a record last year. How do you have a jump of murders by 30% and it's not like a topic every day we're trying to figure out why and what to do about it? Wow, that is uh, that is stunning. And again, it's the biggest increase since the FBI, the FBI started keeping track by a lot. It might be the biggest increase in U.S. history. In fact, yeah. it probably is. It's interesting to see in most of the blue cities of America, the cry is going up. Fund the police. Fund them. Recruit more. Please get more cops on the streets. Well, if you were going to defund the police, which is the stupidest idea and certainly the stupidest political slogan anybody's ever come up with, uh, now isn't the time you would do it. Yeah, yeah. So what do we look at? We, we have to look at the retraction of the police from many neighborhoods as their support uh, in the city councils vanished and their numbers dwindled. You have to look at the frustrations and, and stresses of the pandemic. People out of work. People spending more time at home on the streets, I guess. I don't know. Combination of all those things, I guess. The blue states, the West Coast, decriminalized crime. Let tons of felons out of prison. Can you even claim that's unrelated? That would be crazy. It might be that when you remove that thin veneer of law and order from a lot of big cities, it goes like this really fast. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm pissed. I'm unhappy, and I'm not just unhappy with the cowboys who were running down Haitians and using their reins to whip them. I'm happy with the administration. We are following the Trump policy. He is the one that does not follow the Constitution and would not allow those seeking refuge to be able to petition to get into the country. What the hell are we doing here? What we witness takes us back hundreds of years. What we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in slavery. Well, worse than slavery. That rambling statement contained four or five thoughts, one of which was true, three of which were idiotic, and one was just fictional. Uh, Worse than slavery, Maxine Waters, brave black leader, one of the key members of the Congressional Black Caucus there, the... Guys on horses saying you can't come in here was worse than slavery. Teaching, again, a generation of people that slavery was a mild inconvenience. Wasn't a big deal at all. Well done, Maxine. Well done, you moron. More on the border coming up. Mad Dog Mattis takes the stand today in the Elizabeth Holmes trial. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, he was up there yesterday, too. Said some pretty interesting things. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of good stuff to come. This is uh, this is sickening to me in a way. I think it's a preview. What's happening in Australia? Talked about this a little bit yesterday, how they have strict enforcement of you can't move from one state to another. Separating families, keeping people out of their jobs, uh, kids in one place, parents in the other. 
folks stranded at a rest stop. Just craziness. Got this your is, ca- kangaroo in this state and your pet koala bear over there? Please, they're pining for each other. This is from the liberal New York Times. Australia is at a crossroads with COVID. The confidence and pride of 2020 when lockdowns and isolation brought COVID outbreaks to heal have been replaced by doubt, fatigue, and a bitter battle over how much freedom or risk should be allowed in a Delta-defined future. Well, I wouldn't let my future be defined by the Delta variant. Um, uh, what was that? What else? There? Oh, there's a huge d- d- violence in Australia the last couple of days. Demonstrations and the cops just beating the crap out of people. Because they're protesting against the lockdowns. Listen to this. What I can't happened? This to, isn't a bigger story. What happened to no rules just right? That's just at the steakhouse. This the, the the Outback Steakhouse, Jacker. They're like a uh, they're like a uh, an embassy. They're under the sovereign control so of the, the Aussies. So that's not binding national law. Okay, correct. Right. Yes, indeed. Uh, anyway, some states are desperately trying to hold on to what worked before, while New South Wales and Victoria, home to the country's biggest cities, Sydney's, uh, Sydney and Melbourne, are being forced by Delta outbreaks to find a more nuanced path forward. Uh, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has thrown his weight behind a plan to reopen when 80% of adults are fully vaccinated. But he- here's what you're looking at. Uh, it's the tale of two Australias. Uh, let me scroll down. Da, 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 da. Um, let me. I'm sorry. I, I skipped the part I wanted to get to. This laid out terribly. Uh, in the middle of the latest lockdowns, police in Sydney gave hefty fines to three moms with strollers chatting in a park. Melbourne's playgrounds were wrapped in police tape. Really. And traveling from a state with COVID to one without for the lucky few granted permission by the authorities requires a two-week stint in a quarantine hotel or a remote former mining camp. Wow, they're way beyond even our strictest counties in America. And witness this, and this is so scary because Australia is not only, you know, a similar society to ours. The government is a little different, but similar enough culturally. It's a penal colony, right? Well, it used to be. Um, Culturally, Australians are very similar to Americans and and Brits. And for this illogical anti-science, like uh, religious fervor to take place is scary to me. Can you imagine wrapping playgrounds in police tape at this point? When everybody knows kids, A, are safe, and B, they're outdoors, they're perfectly safe. I mean, that's scary. Listen to this. There's more. There are now two Australias. In Perth, offices, pubs, and stadiums are crammed and normal as ever. The payoff for a closed-border approach that has made Western Australia an island within an island. In Sydney, residents are approaching their 14th week of lockdown. The working-class areas with the highest infection rates have faced a heavy police presence. And until very recently, a 9 p.m. curfew and just one hour a day of outdoor exercise permitted. Oh, that's so crazy for a a virus that kills half of 1% of people. 99.5% of people, if they all got it. Would would live. That's incredible. I know. I know. Uh, to some American conservatives, Australia has become the world's largest prison. Its citizens all but barred from leaving or returning to the country, with governments reflexively locking people in their homes at any sign of the virus. Sweet blooming onion. Yeah, I know. It's it's just so ugly. Um, and and there's this long article we can post it at ArmstrongandGetty.com from the New York Times. Um, about some of the measures that are being taken, it is 
absolutely nuts. Oh, and, and I should mention one of the subheads of the article. Um, half the country is locked down. Its borders remain closed, but most Australians are willing to make these sacrifices in pursuit of a collective freedom of fear from the virus. But the headline is, has COVID cost Australia its love of freedom? Which I think is a pretty notable uh, headline for the New York Times. Yeah. That's definitely part of the do anything to prevent this virus cult. There's a new poll out that is definitely going to be nudging Trump closer to running for president. Stay tuned. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, first, a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security, the best home security company, certainly our favorite. They have a brand new wireless outdoor security camera. Now, we'll explain why wireless is important, but this is a super high-tech camera that you're going to want probably one or two of, at least, on your house. Yeah, man, if you had uh, one in the back and then one at the front, you'd be covering a lot of your area because they have a 140-degree field of view. Keep a watch over your entire yard or street and uh, 1080p HD resolution with an eight times zoom so you can see people's faces because it doesn't really do that much good to see some blurry person came and, you know, stole your bike in the front yard. But if you can, hey, that's Jimmy from down the street. Yep. Super high res and eight times zoom again. Built in spotlight with color night vision so it could keep an eye on what's going on night and day. It also has an easy to remove rechargeable battery so it doesn't need an outlet. You can go, you can put it anywhere on your property. Integrates into Simply Safe Home Security, of course. And Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system. First month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Get some info. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Or you can move to Australia and be imprisoned by the authorities for a virus that has a one in a thousand chance of killing you. Unless you're young and healthy, then it's like one in a million. So Rasmussen is a polling organization that always leans right. You have to keep that in mind. But the latest Rasmussen report, uh, if you had the election today, Trump would beat Biden 51 to 41, which adds up to 92. So you got some people that... Uh, don't know, I guess. Um, or just burst into tears at the thought of another Trump-Biden race and wouldn't answer the question. Independent voters would overwhelmingly choose the Republican by 20 points over the incumbent. Wow. So, I, think, I said, I think, you're kidding me. Uh, Biden is heading toward worst few presidents ever territory. Uh, Democratic Party is going to have some real strong decisions to make. Um Hasn't been a party abandon their own president in a very long time. I mean, they might have abandoned LBJ, but he got out first because of that. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. I can just I can read the uh, the, the paragraphs in the history book right now. I, I mean, I can I can see them elected after the tumultuous Trump era as a calming candidate and a consensus choice. His age turned out to be a serious problem for Biden. He was no longer in, you know, no longer had his faculties. Age and judgment. Right. And soon was, a, yeah, it's it's easy to, to imagine what's going to be written in the years to come. And I'm telling you, unless they turn things around big and in a hurry, he's headed toward joke status. Yeah. Well, three years is a long way away. He's not going to serve three years. Especially when you're 78 years old. No chance he finishes his term. None. Zero chance he runs again. So you think the 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 chance of an actual Biden Trump race again, where they're both the nominees, 
Very, very low, right? Because it's 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 low on both sides, I think. I will be winning the Masters before that takes place. Wow. And you don't think you can win the Masters? I don't think I can win squat, the current state of my game. <laughs> I will be in the NBA before Trump squares off against Biden again. Okay. Joe Biden is a dummy. True international depression. <laughs> There you go. Preview of the debate. That will never happen. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, we got some. Uh, somebody did the math on some of this immigration stuff. Really reminds me of the math on getting people out of Afghanistan. Oh, no. Hey, you got a bunch of people missing from the math on here. And what's going on there at the border? You need to understand what is happening at the border because uh, not all the media. Some of the media is, but not all the media is reporting it correctly. Uh, stay tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. Here are three crazy things you didn't know about plastic surgery. If you smoke and have a breast reduction, your nipples can turn black and fall off. You'll have, like, no nipples. If you've had a nose job, there's a good chance that your surgeon stuffed cocaine up your nose. So you've done coke. Sometimes plastic surgeons insert pig skin, skin from pigs, into breasts to help reduce complications from breast implants. Well, that third one's no big deal. I don't care. But uh, the first two seem pretty awful. Yes, yes, indeed. In fact, I don't even want to consider them. They're kind of sickening. By the way, there you are in L.A. You don't love your butt. You're thinking of getting a back alley butt lift. You probably shouldn't. We'll have the details on that chilling case coming up. I've got the mad diets of tech billionaires in just a second. We've heard about Jack Dorsey of Twitter and how he eats like a grape a week or something. But he allows himself to sniff a stalk of celery at noon. So we're going to talk about uh, what's going on at the border uh, to kick off hour number three. Somebody on the text line brought up these stats, and it reminds me of Afghanistan. So do you remember at one point the the administration was saying, we got twelve to 15,000 Americans in Afghanistan. Then they announced that they got 5,000 out. Okay, well, where did the other 7,000 go? (laughs) Well, they got 5,000 out, and there are 100 left. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So the math didn't work on that. Similar thing is happening on the border here. DH confirms that as of yesterday, 1,719 migrants from Del Rio have been expelled back to Haiti. The migrant camp reached a population of about 15,000. There are now 3,800 at the camp as of an hour ago. So where did the other thousands and thousands go? Well, we're, we've got the answer for that. It's into the United States, and we'll talk well, more no, about no, that. No, 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 no. The administration said we've sent them back to Haiti. Well, they said they sent back 1,700. Yes. And the number went from 15,000 to about 4,000 under the bridge. La, 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 I'm not listening. La, 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 The math doesn't work there. If more Americans were aware of the... I can't even imagine what the approval ratings would be, but we'll go heavily into this chaotic, ridiculous scene at the border and the thousands being turned loose into the country next hour. If you can't stick around for next hour... You can get uh, get the show Armstrong and Getty on demand wherever you get podcasts or just go to armstrongandgetty.com and click on the links. It says here the diets of the rich and famous are endlessly fascinating. I'm, I'm, mm. I would quibble with that. Mm. Uh, but they're talking about tech billionaires here. 
Several of the world's richest men did not have great eating habits up until fairly recently. An interview with Jeff Bezos. Who? Jeff Bezos. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Born in 1964. Uh, he said this in an interview recently. He used to eat an entire pack of biscuits for breakfast every morning. When my wife and I got married, I'd been eating, I'd been eating a whole can for several years. A whole <laughs> can of Pillsbury biscuits for breakfast every morning. I would preheat the oven. This is my kind of guy. That's what I would do right there. Preheat the oven to 375, then I'd get out a baking sheet. I'd crack open the Pillsbury biscuits, place them on there with butter, and I'd eat the whole can every morning. I did that for years. Wow. And he says I was skinny as a rail. Huh. Boy, speaking of which, I I love my my kids so much. My daughter. I love all my kids, obviously. But little D's uh, home for a visit. She's working remotely. Having a 22-year-old in the house. It's a no good <laughs> for eating habits. I'll bet. Oh, my gosh. She wants to eat three big meals every day, snack here and there, a little dessert, a couple of cocktails in the evening, whatever. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to have to buy, like, all new clothes soon. Let's move on to uh, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. What does he eat? In 2011, Zuckerberg decided to eat only meat from animals he'd killed himself. Boy, he doesn't look like that kind of guy. Or else be a vegetarian. He looks like that kind of guy. One night, he invited Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey over for dinner, who claims Zuckerberg served him cold meat from a goat he had killed with a laser gun and then a knife. The wrath of Mark. With a laser gun? Uh, Dorsey told Rolling Stone, Zuckerberg had six goats at the time. I go, we're eating the goat you killed? He said, yeah. Have you eaten goat before? Uh, Yeah, I like it. Sure. What else are we having? Salad. Okay, where's the goat? It's in the oven. Then we waited for about 30 minutes. He th- he said, I think it's done now. We go in the dining room. He puts the goat down. It was cold. It was memorable. I don't know if it went back in the oven. I just ate my salad. <laughs> so he served you cold. <laughs> and for some reason, just the idea of you killed it with a laser gun and then cut it up with a knife, I don't know why that makes it kind of weird and gross. What's a laser gun? I don't know. And, and how does it kill the goat? That sounds inhumane. I don't know. He probably can't fire a regular gun in Palo Alto or wherever he lives. The Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk has uh, previously gone into great detail about his questionable daily routine, which he divides up each day into five-minute blocks. That's the way he stays uh, organized. He divides each day into five-minute blocks, ignores almost all phone calls, and then sleeps six hours per night. That five-minute block thing is interesting. I'd like to know more about that. I would think it would take so much time to organize your day into five-minute blocks. You'd spend all your time. You'd be at the end of the day (laughs) by the time you get your chart filled out. Oh, my God, I'm six blocks in already, and I haven't even finished my chart. He once said that he inhales most of his meals in five minutes, usually during a meeting. Uh, If there is any way I could not eat so I could work more, I would not eat. Uh, If there's any way I could not eat, I'd not eat either. I hate eating. He also, I eat all the time, he also, constantly. He also tends to skip breakfast, sometimes reaching for a Mars bar first thing in the morning. When he was in college, you can't count when you were in college. Nobody no. ate well in college. Nobody cares. Uh, he deliberately budgeted $1 Canadian dollar per day for food, living mainly on hot dogs, oranges, green peppers, and pasta. Well, good for you. A Mars bar? What's in a Mars bar? Nougat? Yeah, nougat. That's, that's just like only nougat. No, what's, that's the, What's nougat? I don't know. It's the stuff in a Three Musketeers bar. Milky Way's only nougat. No, no, not Milky Way. A Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers is only nougat. It's disgusting. Which is gross. And I remember when I used to get a Three Musketeers bar, chew the 
chocolate off the outside and then roll the nougat into a ball. Which oh my god! Just disgusting. Why? I don't know because I was a weird child. Because you wanted lots of hand dirt in I, your mouth. I, I was a child. You can't <laughs> criticize yeah. a child for being a child. That's weird. I haven't had a Mars bar. I don't think ever. I don't, I'm not sure I have either. Um. Certainly not for breakfast. So here's one thing I don't quite understand about the Border Patrol agents on horses with whips. They're not whips. So, well, a big deal is made of whether they're whips or not. Um, okay. So I have I still haven't seen the actual... I've seen plenty of footage of them kicking people, but I haven't seen the alleged Foot whipping. Foot pushing, please. Foot nudging. I haven't yes. seen the alleged whipping, but... I don't understand the distinction between a whip and if you have, I don't know how many of you have ever ridden a horse, but long leather straps swung around. I mean, I could whip you all day long with reins. It well, is they in effect. Of, they twirl them. They twirl them about to to be intimidating visually. Okay, but it's a somebody they used somebody. as a whip. They're trying to bust into the country. I'm on the side of I don't care what they got to do to stop people from coming to the country, but saying, no, it's not a whip. It's just no, no, a no, long, no, thick no. piece of leather that you're hitting somebody with. Seems like a weird conversation. No, it's you can get to 50 times the velocity on a real whip that you can just somebody with. During reins. the break, I will get some horse reins. Oh, uh, you take oh, off your shirt and okay. we'll decide whether or not they're a whip. All right. All right. And then I'll get a real whip. Whip you, and we'll see who's in better shape. Huh? <laughs> wow. Now that's a stunt. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs>